1: State of Recruiting's Open Mike. I'm Mike Roach of Horns 247, and each week I'll be sitting down with a friend or colleague from the industry to talk about football and recruiting. This week's guest is Coach Chad Rogers of the Denison Yellow Jackets. Coach Rogers is a longtime Texas high school football coach who's been at two big stops in Snyder, Texas, and Denison. In Snyder, he coached Sonny Cumbie, and at Denison, he's coaching a tremendous team, including Jadarian Price, one of the top running backs in the 2022 class. Coach Rogers talks about uh, his philosophies on coaching, uh, some of the things that make Jadarian special on and off the field, and some of the best players he's ever seen during his time in the business. So please enjoy this conversation with Denison head coach, Chad Rogers. All right, and now joining me on the uh, State of Recruiting podcast, Open Mic, it is a, a good friend of mine. It is Dennison head coach, Chad Rogers. Coach Rogers, thanks for making some time for me today.
0: Oh, thanks for having me on the show. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan.
1: <laughs> Coach, I want to I get uh, get right into kind of your background and, and your history. But um, first, as we ask everybody on here, what have you been doing to get through the quarantine? Are there any uh, interesting shows you've been watching? Uh, anything to pass your time?
0: Yeah, um, I've watched a lot of Netflix. You know, I, I should have bought stock in that. That or I guess Amazon, but um, or Zoom, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're exactly right, yeah, that's exactly right. But you know, and I, I've watched a lot of um, of videos, videos, just um, personal enhancement videos of just not like motivation, but just ways to be better, be a better leader, or um, you know, just, just general stuff like that. So, um, and, and we Zoom a lot with our kids. Um, I've reworked our practice schedules probably 15 20 times, but um. <laughs> You know, and I, I spent a lot of time doing that. Try not to think too much about what I should be doing because you don't want to live – you know, if you live in the should-be world, you you end up shoulding all over yourself and you smell bad. So <laughs> i gotta stay out of the should-be world. Um, I talked to an offensive coordinator
1: earlier this – this like basically week two into the quarantine, so I need to check in on this guy again because it's been since then. But he said, you know, if this thing goes on much longer, I'm just going to create a new offense by the end of it. Have you gotten yeah. to that point yet? <laughs>
0: Well, you know, what I've done is I've gone back through all my stuff. Like when I first got coaching and why I practice schedules, because, you know, sometimes you forget what got you to where you, where, where you are now. So it's been, you know, I've been digging back through my boxes and going through practice schedules and, and plays and, you know, kind of re- reaching out to some, some kids that I've coached in the past and, and relationships that you've made. Because you know, the connections you make with people are the most important. That's what makes this job fun
1: yeah absolutely that's that's something i want to talk to you about so when i first met you it was about a year ago at a seven on seven state qualifier right after texas had offered uh your your sensational young running back Darian price and um you know matt i i, I blame matt step for this because he kind of was like you know chad's uh it depends on who introduces you to him and i was kind of like am I, I should should i be intimidated and then yeah. uh, getting to know you coach, like, you know, you do, you definitely have an old school look, you're, you're a little stern face, but getting to know you, you've got a really special relationship with your players and your coaches. Um, you know, how do you, I, I'm sure there are times where you're kind of a, for lack of a better word, a hard ass, but um, how do you kind of balance that? And what do you, I mean, what do you see as the most important core values to you as a coach and a leader?
0: You know, I, I've been asked that several times throughout, throughout my career. And um I, I just think and it goes back to, I think the quote comes from Mother Teresa or that's who I'm going to give credit for it, but you know kids forget and people forget what you say and do, but they never forget the way you make them feel and um and I people that are genuine with me that that make you just feel you know that that are there to build a relationship or to connect or just genuine people that's that's who I want to be around and you know and that's what we try to do and I try to be that type of person and you know and, and stick to my values and and, and my standards and and, and enjoy. Enjoy kids. I mean, they're they kids. They're only you know that we keep saying whether they're young men or they're men, and and they are, but they're, they're still kids, and and they deserve us to be treated right, and you know. And and I still I started coaching early in in life, and um I've reached out. Some of my players are turning fifty, at <laughs> fifty. So and I'm fifty two. So I mean that shows you how I think I was twenty one, maybe twenty two years old. So. Um, so that's been pretty neat to to because then they'll say I can still run a so uh, so-and-so here, so and so forty years. <laughs> so technically, we're not too far apart, but I really didn't answer your question. But that's just kind of you know kids are important. Um, you know, building those relationships and letting them know they trust you because you know if people trust you, they're going to play harder for you. They're going to believe what you got. To, you know what you say and and they're going to communicate with you. But we're going to blame Matt for a lot of stuff in this podcast.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Matt was actually our guest a week or two ago, so our listeners will be very familiar with him. Um, what got you into coaching? Was it uh, something you always wanted to do, or, or you know, did it was it just something you came out of college and decided this is for me now?
0: No, I was, I was one of the few guys that never changed majors. I changed colleges a lot. Um, I, I tried to play college football right out of high school, and um, – Obviously, everybody plays college football right out of high school, but um, so played that, and then then I decided. So I've always wanted to be a coach, but I, you know, I I got out. of – I tried to quit college twice. Um, one time I went in the oil field in, in in Midland, and and I tried to quit back then, and um, I realized that I wasn't. Those guys are tough, um, so <laughs> I wasn't tough enough. And I was, actually I was sitting there in a in a, in a pickup. We, we were lining pits, um, and um, the John, the, the boss. I still remember the conversation. We're sitting there listening to a Odessa Permian Midland League game in like '87. Not the game, but the, the coaches talk. And, and and I told the pickup, in there, I'm going to coach in a game like that. And, and they all kind of started laughing because. And, and the point was, they laughed and they said that not sitting in the chair, you're not sitting in the seat you're sitting in. And they were right. So I, from that time, I called my friend and, and got back into college and he started going pursuing it. Um, a couple of years later, I started working for a farmer. Um, in my hometown where where actually where I graduated from and I I loved it so I was gonna quit college and just work for him full-time and he fired me Um, I told him I said hey I'm not gonna I want to just do this full-time you got a house I want to remodel and he said no you don't have any work for you anymore (laughs) so he said you're not the guy that that works for the farmer you're the guy that owns the farm so I thought that was pretty neat master that's kind of stuck with me never really talked about it a lot but I've always known I wanted to coach. Um, I've just had people along the way help me out.
1: Yeah, and that's what I think everybody gets. You know, you have to have those people to to kind of push you along the way. For me personally, like my wife, when I – I didn't go to school. I didn't finish college. And so I told my wife one day, hey, I like to write. Like it's something I enjoy doing and I love football. And she was the one that pushed me into like then just go do it. Like you can write anytime you want. You don't need a degree to do it. Um, And I've kind of built that up into a career now. So, you know, luckily she's, she's been there to pass it long. You talk about that Midland Lee Odessa Permian game. um, Maybe not to that level, but you certainly coach your fair share of, of, you know, big time games. One of, the things I'm most interested in seeing is the uh, the Battle of the Axe. Uh, yeah, you guys told me about it a lot when I came out there last spring. We got to watch it on Fox Sports Southwest last year to open up the season. How special is that rivalry between Sherman and Denison? And, and you know, what, what kind of makes it, you know, that that big of a rivalry?
0: Well, you know, they've been doing it for 100 – they've played 122 times, so they've been doing it since, like, 1901. And then there's a couple years – because of the wars, they didn't play. And then a couple of times, they played two or three times in a year. So it's just, a you could have five generations that have played in this thing. I mean, it's just crazy. I've been a part of, this is only my third place I've ever coached in, in 31 years. And everybody has a rivalry. Like in, in, in New Mexico, where I coached, uh, it was Las Cruces High versus Mayfield. And, um, you know, we had to have it at Aggie Memorial because you'd have 28,000 people there, which that was a unique rivalry. And then you had... Um, Of course, in Snyder you had the the Snyder versus Sweetwater rivalry, that we've been going on from the 20s. But what makes this one unique is that the history behind it, and that both teams have been very successful, you know, outside of it as well. But in the town itself, because you're separated literally by a street, I think you and I talked about that when Mm -hmm. you were here. That that. So, and you got so many people that have that maybe graduated from they could have graduated from denison but then lived twenty years in Sherman but when that game comes on, they're wearing their yellow jacket they're wearing black and gold, and <laughs> you know families will sit on different sides of the stadium and but then our kids hang out together at track meets and stuff, so there's not a you know maybe at one time if you check the history there was, but there's not a big hatred it's It's a huge competition and you know and um we've been we've been very fortunate to be on the winning side of that thing.
1: I think it's closest thing you get to that true Friday night lights type of, Hey, the whole town shuts down and both towns basically shut down probably on that night and are out at the stadium.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. The parking passes are what, cause both stadiums are kind of downtown stadiums. So it's, it's kind of unique that way. So, um, and that week, which is, I'll have um, older gentlemen stop by my office just to tell me stories. There was uh, one guy, his, his, one of our players' great-great-great or great-granddad was on the 1922 team that beat Sherman for the district championship, and, and Mr. Munson actually gave them some gold-plated, actually they were, I think, 14 karat gold footballs with their initials on there, so like little charms, so I got to see that. So it just brings back the history of that. That's what I think makes it unique in itself because everybody has a story about that game.
1: You're right. And I think that's what makes Texas high school football unique in itself is is the history and the passion, the family roots and all those things in those schools. Um, you know, you talked about your players getting older, your old players are turning 50 now. Uh, one of your most notable players, I would say, at Snyder was Sonny Cumbie. And how, how much does it, you know... To watch his whole career play out and now he's a major offensive coordinator at the Power Five level, you know, what kind of pride does that instill in you as a coach? You
0: know, and if, you, if you've been around Sonny, um, more than just the coaching aspect of it, um, you know, I'm, I'm extremely, you know, proud, if that's the, the right word, or, or I just appreciate the father that he is to his children and the husband that he is to Tamara. And You know, I was actually an assistant coach. I had just come over from New Mexico, Sonny's senior year. And I was an assistant coach for David Ball, who was slinging Sammy Ball's son, and and then Coach Ball retired, and then I took over shortly after that as the head coach. But um, you know, Sonny's just a, what you see on the sidelines and the calm nature, and um, you know, he just treats people right. Um, kindness. He's a kind-hearted person. He's got a great mind for the game. The game. Um, you know, it's just it's really cool and. Uh, there's a lot of kids out there that are that are having success that um, you know that we that we stay in touch with, but he's very visible, um, and it's it's neat to go to just get to set in on the meetings when you go to to clinics or you go to and there's a because there's a personal relationship there, and that's what we talked about.
1: Um, you guys are up tucked into the Texoma area. So for our listeners who don't know, that's right there on the Texas Oklahoma border. Uh, you guys are not far from the border at all; probably 15 minutes or so, I'd say. Um, it's an under-recruited part of the state and I've tried to do my part to change that by uh, coming out and making the drive out to Texoma to visit and, uh, it's your kids and you've got a lot of kids. What would you say? Um, you know, if you could make, if I'm going to pretend for a minute that I'm influential and that there are college personnel listening to this podcast, uh, what would you say to kind of sell your kids and the kids of Texoma?
0: Well, you know, I, it's a, it's a unique area. Like you said, um, we're, we're, not in the Metroplex. We're just North of the Metroplex. um, we're not in West Texas, so it's a unique area. Our kids our kids work hard. Um, um, they do. They make good decisions. We've we're, we got a lot of character that we're pushing into them, and, and, and they're responding well. Skill kid-wise, we've got some outstanding skill kids coming. One of the best classes that we've had as far as a, a class together would be our, our sophomores. That will be juniors next year. Um, you know, you spoke about Jadarian, but, you know, we got Caleb Heavener, um, you know, as our quarterback. They're all. We've got several kids that, that that can play at the next level. But again, I don't. I don't coach at the next level. So, but what you're doing, what's what you're seeing right now, and I think it's because of social media and friends like you and, and Matt that are. are hey, that there might be worth stopping by. they they got some good kids that work hard, that make good decisions, that make good grades. Um, Asa Osborne's a senior for us this year. Um, you know, we've got we got he'll, him and Jadarin will be in the backfield together. Uh, we've got. Just got several kids that um you know, that we send out information on. But you know to sell them, we got good, hardworking kids. We're getting more and more athletic. The not having the the spring and you know we don't do spring ball because a lot of our kids work and um ninety percent of them are involved in other sports. It's, it, they all try out for baseball. If they don't make the baseball team, congratulations, you made the track team. So um you know they're all they're all involved in spring sports. So we don't really do. Spring ball, we we do our own. We do seven on seven and and we move around and, you know, our kids are showing up. Um, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of the growth that we are in the locker room as much as anything. We're going to win a lot of football games, um, you know, because of athletic ability. But you're going to win championships or you win stuff because of character, of of what they're going to do out off the field, how, how much the coaches have to deal with that stuff. And as far as getting to be better teammates, that's what I'm probably most proud of of our kids. Is they're, they're good teammates. They'll work hard and they'll hold each other accountable.
1: Um, Asa Osborne is a kid I've been calling schools about saying this kid can play for you. Like so, don't. Um, it, it's it's crazy as as athletic as he is. Just the little glimpses I saw of him last year it was you know I'm I'm really interested to see where he goes. I want to get into JD, but before I do, one of the interesting dynamics I think you have with your program is you guys kind of I, I wouldn't I don't know if I would say work closely, but you allow. Uh, a trainer into your, into your kind of off season program with Sean Cooper over there at C4. I know he works with, with a lot of your kids. There's, I I have this discussion all the time and I had this discussion with a major Dallas coach yesterday. There's good trainers out there. There's bad trainers out there. There's good coaches out there. There's bad coaches out there. Um, I think that there are benefits to both sides working with each other. What kind of uh, benefits have you seen from that relationship with with Sean and his group?
0: Yeah. And and I think, I, I don't think that there's an umbrella of how you deal with um, outside um, trainers or, or um, you know, what, what the unique part about Sean is that or Coach Coop is that I knew him when he was at Southeastern because my daughter was a manager. So we developed a relationship before um, when he was their strength and conditioning coach and the running back coach and we developed, we became friends then. So there was a trust before he even started his C4 program. But um, kids are going to go somewhere um, nowadays. Uh, we don't have a ton of them that do. We have a ton that are going there right now because they can't go anywhere else. I mean, right. it's just, so it's a good thing that we had that relationship. But, you know, he also stresses character. They're going to act right. Um, he's not there. And I'm not saying that, that any of them aren't that don't do that. But, he, you know, he's not there to make all – he's there to make a difference in their life, just like we are. Um, so he, he's kind of a building block, just like us, is the kind of the way I look at it. And, and, like I said, I trust him. And um, you know he he makes sure that they're not gonna they're gonna do what we tell them to do, and then he he's gonna build off of that. So um, you know I, I think that there's different ways to look at it, but if if there's a school function and he has a function, they're gonna be at the school function. I mean they're gonna do, and I think that that's that's important. But um, you know he he brings uh, an addition something new something different to the table. So. Um, even though they get to hear the different voices, they get to hear the same message is what I believe.
1: Yeah, and I think, and you know, Coach Cooper's been great. We've dealt with him at, at some seven-on-seven seven tournaments now that he's kind of taken C4s, seven-on-seven seven team out on the road. And, um, you know, you can really tell he's, he's in it for the kids. And, and that's what I love most. In any aspect of coaching, training, whatever, like do it for the kids. Don't, don't and, do and it for I anything else.
0: I think that you're – you know how we talked about how we're, we're – how um, maybe we're under-recruited a little bit in our area. And that's, and I think that that's because they just got to be seen a little bit more at, at right. different activities, whatever it is, camps, you know, um, whatever, maybe it's more seven on sevens because, you know, the Metroplex area is playing a lot. If you follow volleyball recruiting, you know, that they're coming out of that stuff in the summertime, they're all playing so many games. And, 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 and what you find out is that, and, and this is a new way of thinking for me, because not only do they play with the team, but you also put some of them with the best of the best. So maybe, Instead of going against just just the same people, now you're throwing something like you spoke about a kid that was getting recruited as a corner that some of our receivers got to go at in that seven on seven. So that's got to make our receivers get better because they're going to say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm not as good as I, as I need to be. So I need to work a little bit harder. I need to do something different or better.
1: Absolutely. So we met because of J.D., Jadarian, Jadarian. I don't. I I just call him JD. You you call him JD usually. Um, and I'm glad we did because I have enjoyed our relationship. And coach, I do got to get some some Denison gear at some point. I've got to be hey, able to rep, rep the colors.
0: Just just text me your address. And it, <laughs> it's on its way today. I promise you.
1: I was hoping to come by and pick it up sometime this spring or summer. But uh, right. uh, unfortunately, hopefully, maybe we'll get back to the summer and and could do that. But um, we met because of JD, special young man. Um, you know when Texas offered him. He wasn't a guy I knew about, but Matt Steph called me and said, this kid is, I've seen him, he's for real. Um, And he said, you need to meet his coach and and everything. He said he'll be at the seven-on-seven qualifier, come out to it. And I said, okay. And uh, and he was right. What can you tell us about J.D. both on the field? um, Because J.D. won't tell us anything about himself. He doesn't like
0: to talk, as you know. Uh, What is it on the field that makes him so special and, and off the field as well? Well, and I'm going to give give a little bit of background. Mike or Matt sent me a text too and said, "Hey, uh, you can trust this guy. He's a friend of mine. So he would already done his he'd already done his work. He's going to talk to you. And so, um, like I, Matt and I've been friends I, since I've been a head coach. Um, he was ran a, a program um, three a down low, I think it was, and and we met at a couple of playoff games. So, um, but you know, Jadarian Jadarian's he's um I've been doing this 31 years and. What's unique about him is just the way he treats everybody around him. He's, you know, everybody says, "Well, what's the it factor? What, what it, whatever it is, he has." Um, he makes great grades. He's in all honors classes. Um, you don't have to 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 stay on him about his grades. Um, he was late one time to a workout and said it'll never happen again, and it hasn't. Um, he's always on time. He's one of our hardest workers. When you, if you watch the the Michael Jordan deal. Um, you'll see a lot of traits. And I'm not trying to compare him to Michael Jordan. Right. So I don't want people to blow this up that, that <laughs> Michael Jordan, but he has a lot of similar traits as far as leadership and, you know, and, and accountability. He's going to, he's going to work harder or hard as anybody. Um, his character off the field is just second to none. Uh, he doesn't even know who all's offering. It's not because he's, but he's not, he doesn't want to tweet it out. He wants um coaches in charge our recruiting to tweet it out you know he doesn't boast about himself the happiest i've ever seen him at a football game and we have a lot of fun you know football's a game and it's supposed to be fun so practices you know we ride them pretty hard but the games are supposed to be fun so he he fumbles and he hadn't fumbled. he doesn't fumble at all but he fumbled going into the goal line one of the offensive linemen fell on it and scored well, the first guy to celebrate with the offensive lineman that got the credit was Jadarian. And I thought that's so unique because I've coached a lot of running backs and, and they don't act that way. They, um, You know, first of all, they're upset about fumbling. He, he, he doesn't fumble. That's not what I'm saying. But it's just very unique that he's that excited because that, they said the, the lineman's name, they said Jose's name over the loudspeaker. And, and, and you know, just to see Jadarian lit up and because – a lineman got to score because he knows what they do for him. And I think that's unique. You know, the the more the lineman trusts you and want to block for the back, the better the back's going to be. So if the back doesn't make them feel very good, the the, the lineman aren't going to block that little extra, maybe stay on that block a little bit longer. If you watch any of our films, you can see that that's what they do because they know how he treats them and, and you know, what, what they mean to each other. And, and, and that's a bond that, that's only created in a huddle, you know.
1: Right. Um, I thought the unique thing about his offer was he was offered personally by, by Coach Herman um, when Texas reached out, which doesn't happen a ton. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously means something. How, what is your feeling of, you know, your dealings with the Texas staff when they've come through or contacted you or if you guys have – I've seen J.D. on campus a bunch of times with coaches. I don't know if you've ever been with him on there. But um, what is your feeling with them and the way they recruit and you know, kind of the way they recruit your school?
0: Oh, they, they do a great job. Um, they're, they're top notch. Herb Hand has 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 been around us. You know, we developed a friendship. Corby Meekins, when he was there. Corby and I were friends since Corby first got his head coaching job in in Houston. So um, but so we've been friends for a long time. I know Corby's left and he's back at Houston as an assistant at University of Houston. But you know, so they they've been they've been great. Coach Shipley, I coached against when I was at Snyder. So, and we have a connection with the, with the staff there that. They come in. They, um, I we I got to sit in on a meeting when, when Jadarian was visiting with the with the running back coach. and, and I don't remember when, um, but anyway, he asked. They're talking back and forth, and Jadarian asked, wanted to ask him. He goes, "What's in this is what you talk about being unique." Um, he goes, "What's in place once I get my business degree in the in the at the University of Texas as far as a uh, mentor program or you know wh- what's going to happen." after I get my degree, and I thought that's unique. I've been around a lot of kids that's been recruited, and none of them have ever asked that question, and it wasn't, I didn't tell him, hey, that'd be a good question to ask. He understands that there's going to be a lot of life after football's over, and he wants to, you know, that's probably going to go into his, shortly after that, the Stanford, Stanford flew in, the offense coordinator flew in um, two days later, so, and he asked him the same question, so I thought, I just thought that was unique, but, you know, uh, the running back coach, I'm going blank right now, but I mean, I'm Yeah, he does a great, phenomenal job. I think the Cowboys came after him as a running back coach there for a while. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, just dealing with him. And, but like, I can't say enough about the staff, but Herb Hand's been, you know, if you've got to spend any time with with, with Herb, that, you know, we have the same, same, same likes. He, we went to New York about four or five months ago, and he told me restaurants I needed to go eat at. <laughs> you know, that's where he's from. So he yeah. knows, he knows and he knows food if you're
1: definitely knows food Um, you mentioned since you brought it up I'd love to talk about it I've been uh, I've been a little behind but I'm catching up on the Jordan documentary Um, I grew up I'm 35 so I grew up right in prime Michael Jordan time I'm tired of these kids who don't know who Michael Jordan is and talk about how he he played against plumbers and stuff all the time for a coach I mean, my biggest takeaway is just he's the most psychotic competitor I've ever seen in my life. Um, For a coach, you know, these lessons on leadership that he's dropping in the thing, like how much have you taken away from it? Um, You know, and what, you know, what are your, what have been your thoughts on the whole project?
0: You know, I haven't, I want to sit down and watch it. um, Binge watch the whole thing. So I've watched bits and pieces of it and, um, and, and our coaches are watching it and they're sending it out to kids and, you know, with our Zoom meetings and with the social media, we're sending out a lot. I got, I got a, I get, I'm very fortunate that I get to work with some great coaches that really, truly care about kids and the development of kids and what type of fathers they're going to end up, you know, or, or you know, and employees or bosses or, you know, where they're going to go after football. So they're pouring into those kids, and a lot of them are pouring in these lessons that are shown. There's one on there that I actually went through the clip when I had a Zoom meeting with the running backs, and it shows them just running sprints at the end. Well, who's in the front? You know, yeah. he's Michael Jordan. He doesn't have to be in the front, but yet to be Michael Jordan, he has to be in the front. Right. And so, um, just stuff like that—that that your hardest working—and it will go back to Jadarian. Uh, you know, that's him. He's, he's, he's there, ready to go. We, we, we have workouts. He has not missed a single Zoom meeting that I've had, and he's, So, you know, I think that that's important. Um, just that he's where he's supposed to be. So there's a lot of similar traits. Um, he'd be embarrassed if if he knew how much I was talking about him on this podcast. So, but, and I think that's unique too. But the Michael Jordan deal is not just a fierce competitor, but watch the way he practices. Watch how he holds his teammates accountable because they're the ones out there on the field or the court that you know the coaching aspect of it is is done. Because there's sometimes that I'll look out there and say that's not what we practiced on. Um, you know, somebody else from the stands, what are you doing? I'll say I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> that's not what we practiced. But I don't – you know what I mean? So, anyway, that, I think it's a great documentary to be hitting for kids right now who have a lot of time on their hands. So. Uh,
1: what Something – if we want to continue to hit on what are the unique things about Jadarian, I can't tell you how many times I've been on campus at Texas to cover visits. Like the pool party or, or whatever the case may be. And this is what happens. They, they leave from the pool or wherever they They come back to the field house. They get off a bus and media is standing there waiting for them guys like me and they love it kids love it you know they they get off they take pictures they they talk to media and every single time it's like J.D. does everything he can to kind of slink out through the back and hope he doesn't get noticed and that's just in this age of recruiting uh when the kid is highly ranked to say you just don't don't see it a lot and I usually have to chase him down and he looks at me and goes oh yeah I know you you've been out to Tennyson so I'll talk to you but uh yeah, it's yeah. uh, that's the unique part about it is, is there's literally no, there's no hype to it, no prima donna to to his game.
0: Well, Coach Coach Gundy, Coach Gundy showed up or came by campus, and 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 it, it's, this is just kind of and about the same time when they were, we were all in the library, um, Jadarian came in and my wife was there. He went to talk to my wife first. Uh, you know, he didn't go running over to. That, I, I know it's kind of confusing a little bit, but in in the aspect, of, it's just interesting to me. Yeah, um, that that he knows that, hey, you know, hi, Mrs. Rogers, how are you today? Not, hey, uh, you know, but that, like you said, that's, that's who, he, but I think he wants to be known for, you know, for who he is. Right. Not what he does. Not what he does. And, right. and, and that's the way he treats people. And, and it's very unique. He, he spent a lot of time and, you know, and he does it, he does it. Um, I can't say that, that I'm responsible for any of it. Um, yeah. He does, he's, he's a young man, of character that's making the right decisions and, um, and you know you ask him they interviewed him for fox sports you know what do you want to do and what's your goal you know you know what's your future goals and a and a lot of people would at that's getting that type of attention would say i'm going to the nfl baby but he he said he, he goes he, he looks at him and says i want to win some playoff games district championship and you know before i graduate i'd like to win a state championship i thought that's unique too cuz he's yeah. talking to his, his team he, he he wasn't saying i he was saying we we want to win. And I think that's important when you talk to kids or you interview kids is how many times do they say I or do they say we or do they say us
1: Right. Me? When they're team focused like that, it's, uh, it's easy to get that leadership. Before we get out of here, I, I want your take on this. You've coached a lot of places. You've seen a lot of kids. Who are some of the best you've ever seen at the high school level?
0: That, that I've coached or that I've coached against?
1: Coached, coached against, just ever seen, you know, taking the field and, and seeing them
0: play. You know um, – Bobby Newcomb, I coached against him in New Mexico. He we went on in Nebraska. Um, he was just, if, if he'd have been in the state of Texas uh, coming out of high school just because of the, the um, publicity, it would have taken off. I mean, he set all kinds of records at, at Nebraska. Coaching against him early on was, was difficult because he could do so much and he was so athletic. Darius Holland, uh, my second year coaching, I didn't realize what, how good Darius was. He went on to play for the Packers. He has a Super Bowl ring and played for the University of, of Colorado. Uh, that I got to make a lot of connections through that, and I didn't realize that I was even making those connections when those college guys come in and recruiters come in. You build relationships with them. Um, Michael Carrillo at, at Sweetwater was probably he was probably he was probably about my height, but just played big. I think he he averaged like four points in the in the basketball season, but he was the MVP of the of the district. Um, he just made everybody better around him, and I thought that that was unique. You know, um, Keenan Ward played for me at Snyder. Uh, he went on. I think he started. I know he started three years at Texas Tech as a free safety, maybe a strong safety. I talked to him. Stay in touch with him. Just had a little boy. Um, in fact, I I put it on Twitter and 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 I tweeted something about you know congratulations, and then Mahomes tweets something, and Mahomes gets like twenty million likes. <laughs> And I get and I get like six, and I said, "Hey, what's what's the deal here? So,
1: <laughs> what's so, the difference? What's the yeah, difference what's between the, the two difference? of us? Um, yeah. Any there's any there's others? Yeah. Well,
0: there's, you know, once we get into my my time here, you know, Wiley East had some kids The the running back from McKinney North that's playing for I think he's playing at Tampa Bay now. Yeah, Ronald US Jones. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know that kid. They asked me on um, one of our local. Sport, um, sporting good or sports um, anchors ask me how what are you going to do with Ronald Jones? How how, how are you going to stop him? I said we're not, and they go they go. What do you mean? I said what are you going to do? I said we're going to tackle him. If we don't tackle him by the line of scrimmage, we might as well put our hands up like everybody else because there ain't anybody in this area that can catch him. I don't know if anybody still, um, you know the the Matabuke kid that went to A and M. Yeah, you know, um,
1: hey, you know Benjamin from Wiley East.
0: Yeah, you talk about now. The good part about him was we beat Wiley East, and then they then they started him the next week as a freshman, and then we didn't beat him. Past- <laughs> so, there's just been a, just in our area alone. Um, that's what's so amazing. Uh, you know, Big Springs had some had some phenomenal athletes. Uh, Lubbock Estacada had some kids we played against that ended up in the NFL um, at at one time. So there's just a, a lot of kids, but. The main thing that, and I don't really look at well, the kid look at Denton Ryan, the, the um, kid's playing quarterback at Oklahoma State.
1: Yeah, Spencer Sanders. Yeah, tremendous. You know, when I,
0: look, when we played Denton Ryan that first time, I, I was thinking, I sure hope we get a first down. <laughs> you know, and they just, and they do such a great job. It's, you know, there's just so many kids out there that are so talented, but what you'll find is there's just a little bit of difference between the ones that make it. You know, the, there's a lot of talent out there, but it seems like those character things start to show up. And you know, I think that's what we're we're doing in our program is we're, we're really making sure that we're we're, we're trying to to uh, do that as much as athletic ability, because you know, like I said, character is what's going to win you championships. And
1: I really appreciate that part of of the way you feel about treating people, because it's it's similar to the way I feel. Is it, it matters how you treat people, and coach. That's why, regardless of if you've got a Jadarian or not uh, Denison's going to be a regular stop for me every year. Um, just to check in with you guys and see what you got. And, uh, man, it was good talking to you. Good seeing you again. hadn't seen you since you were carrying that cooler around the uh, DFW clinic. <laughs>
0: hey, yeah. That, that I wanted. It was, em- it was empty by the way. Right. Okay. <laughs> I kept asking somebody, anybody going to put any things in there? <laughs> hey, don't, don't, don't tell my son, but he just graduated from Texas A&M and he's going to go into coaching. And guess what I gave him as a graduation present? <laughs>
1: that, cooler? <laughs> that
0: cooler? Don't tell him I want it. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Won't do. We'll do. Hopefully he won't listen to this. Um, all right, Coach, well, we, we appreciate your time, man. Uh, good luck this season. Hope you guys get back to, to normal and hope you and your family are staying safe and can't wait to get out to Denison and see you guys
0: we'd love to have you. Hey, and don't forget to text me your address and your, and your shirt size because that stuff's on its way.
1: All right. I appreciate it, Coach. Thank you for listening to another episode of the State of Recruiting's Open Mic. As a reminder, you can find the show on any major po- podcast platform, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere else you can get your podcasts. We would also like to ask that you go to any of those podcast platforms and subscribe, rate, and review our podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.